Hi, I'm Kyle Floyd, CEO and founder of Vox Royalty Corp. We are a specialist buyer of third-party royalties all over the world, underpinned by a competitive advantage in the form of our third-party royalty database and highly technical team on the front lines of our business. Kyle, good to see you, man. Uh, been far, far too long, but you've been busy. I can see that because I'm looking at a press release that uh, you've had quite a good 2022, almost three times what you did in uh, 21. Uh, what's that? Put, what are you putting that down to? Well, Matt, I think it just starts with our ability to find royalties outside of processes over great assets um, that our technical team has really liked. Uh, and you know, the foundations of our business were built to be able to generate these kind of results. Uh, I think we're doing a lot more with a lot less. When you look at return on invested capital, we put about 40 million into royalty purchases. And based on these numbers, rounding, we did 9.7 million in top line for 2022, call it 10 million. That's about a 25% return on invested capital. That's that's leading the industry. So, you know, very, very good results for us. Excited to keep delivering these types of results for our investors. So yeah, it was a very, you know, 2022 was a very good year for Box. Okay, so you're, okay, industry leading in terms of the return there. How does this work? I'm trying to I'm trying to help people understand why you know royalties are a good part of their investment portfolio. Okay, so 25. It, it sounds good. It sounds okay. You know, it's not nice ish number. Do things improve though? Because right now you got to keep buying. You got to keep buying more royalties. You got to spend the money you make, plow it back in the ground to use a mining term. Um, does it get better? Well, I guess I would challenge the premise of that question. Do we have to? Uh, that was just a current return. We've got, from a nav-weighted perspective, the average mine life um, right now would be somewhere between 15 and 20 years plus. So right now, I believe we're trading at far less than our intrinsic value. So do we have to keep making acquisitions, I guess would be the question, given how discounted we are versus the comps in the industry and our intrinsic value. Um, the reality is, look, we're generating cash flow. We can redeploy that uh, you know, into very creative opportunities. But I guess I would challenge the premise in that what I believe is one of the, the selling points of Vox and what I think is so compelling to investors is how far off of intrinsic value that we're trading at. Um, and therefore, you know, I think we're a, a very, very good candidate or someone that investors should be looking at and that there's a tremendous amount of upside in Vox. So, yes, we can keep growing, but where we're at now, not factoring in any capability to generate future accretive results, um, we're trading at a tremendous discount. But if I look at some of the kind of higher profile um, royalty companies or, or in terms of the, the mid cap and lower, not, 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 not the big boys, they seem to get um, a lot of value by doing deals. I thought that was the model. Look, I would also contest that that's what's transpired in the industry over the last two years. Um, certainly, I think there was a period from 2016, 2017, that you saw investors rewarding companies for doing deals. I think alongside the pro proliferation of royalty companies, investors have gotten a lot smarter as well in the sector. And now they're actually piercing through, is this an accretive deal? What were the merits of the transaction? So I don't think all deals are being rewarded, frankly. Um, I think the quality deals will be rewarded. Um, and certain sometimes not just with us, but with other companies as well, the market's wrong and it's not pricing in what it should be. Um, so in any event, look, I don't think this space is uh, trading based on deal flow anymore. I think it's it should be, and I think it's more coming in line with trading on fundamentals and are the deals that you're doing actually good for investors, current investors. Right, okay, but you, you as a CEO and you as a management team have got to have a plan in place for um, how you move this company forward. Are you setting yourself up to be attractive for a takeout because there's been a few of those in the last two years um, and you, you know, what, what, whatever multiple someone gives you for that or whatever percentage someone gives you on that, 
or do you try to kind of build up some kind of cash reserve, make yourself look attractive to shareholders, to potential investors? I mean, what's the picture you're trying to paint? Look, we run this company for shareholders. Um, you know, a couple of things that we've done uh, that I think demonstrate how focused we are on our shareholders. One is a dividend since we last spoke. So we're paying a dividend now. It's one of the highest yields in the precious metals royalty sector. Um, you know, we're also listed on NASDAQ. You know, these are things that we're doing to continue to improve our business, both internally and externally for our shareholders. So we're running this company to be around for a decade, maybe more. Um, the reality is what we've always said is, you know, we are shareholder driven. So if the right shareholder move is to sell the company, um, you know, then that's something that would be seriously evaluated by the board uh, and driven by what's in the best interest of shareholders, not management. And I think it's one of the issues with, you know, every industry and, and almost, you know, most public companies is there's an entrenchment of management and there's the, you know, the age old agency issue. I'm just being very blunt saying that's not an issue at Vox. If there's the right deal to be done and that's the right deal for shareholders, then we have no issue with that. Right. Okay. And But that's not how but we are not running the company to be acquired. We are running it to be around for a decade, maybe more. We are making strategic long-term decisions that we believe are going to create immense value for shareholders over the short, medium, and long-term with long-term really driving the strategy. Okay, look, last 18 months for Precious Metal has been 70% plus of your portfolio. It's been difficult, right? It's been difficult, not just for explorers because they can't get capital, or developers trying to get the finance to actually, you know, get into production, but the the um, producers too. It, it, it's it's been tough out there. I mean, rising gold price from over the last well, a few months or so has been helpful. But what has it taught you? What have you learned? You know, because well, I, I, I know most people say, oh, you're, 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 we've talked about it a lot. You know, you're you're getting a net number, so in, in a very meaningful way, you kind of don't care. But there will be projects which don't do so well and like that could affect you i mean how do you look at your portfolio what have you learned in terms of your future buying and, uh, and acquisitions well yeah very specifically to vox matthew is the fact that you know, i've been in the seat of running a royalty company for almost 10 years so it's not just last year that's taught us some things um you know we have and as a team have more than 50 years combined experience in the royalty sector and so it's a decade plus of experience that drives how we go about creating long-term shareholder value. The last year, yes, has been very tough. And I think, you know, what where it's pertinent to Vox is a lot of the um, very significant success that we've realized as a business in terms of tangible results. You quoted the revenue growth, um, coming out with a dividend, being listed on NASDAQ, uh, some of the acquisitions that we've been able to, to tuck in. I, I think that was lost in a very choppy tumultuous equity market with a lot of volatility. And I think we're coming out of that now. Um, certainly something that's been well covered on, on your show and your interviews is that the commodity prices are high. I think investor interest is coming back to the space. But if you're looking for a reason why Vox is still so dramatically undervalued, I think a lot of the good things that we accomplished for shareholders got lost last year. And I'm seeing kind of a sea change shift in investor mentality, specifically around commodities and, and you know deploying capital back into the sector. So that's a real positive. Um, and then the overarching learning is you have to build a business for the long term. If something if something happens where you're acquired, you know, and that's the right decision for shareholders, great. But we're not building this business for you know an 18 month exit. We're building it to be very successful over a decade. And I'm excited about some of the strategies and other competitive advantages we've been building. You know, I think we're in some ways known as you know the database company. But what I think investors will see from Box over the coming years 
is that we've been developing strategies and capabilities, again, that are going to lead the industry in terms of our, our ability uh, and capability to execute on great royalties at great value. That's what's driven the success of our firm to date. And that's what's going to continue. Right. Okay. And uh, if we look for it, and again, something we've talked about in the past, but um, you're, you've obviously, the market cap has grown albeit conservatively in a very difficult environment. So, you know, I guess you take that as a win. The, the, the cost of capital question is, you know, you're going to, one assumes if you do decide and you, that is the right um, thing to do and you do want to make acquisitions, so is the cost of capital, you know, dropping for you now that you've kind of getting into meaningful revenue? It is. And, and we've seen uh, through various proposals and very internal initiatives that our cost of capital is lowering very significantly. So that's something that we're excited about. Uh, and we continue to find highly creative transactions. Uh, we, we, you know, we were active last year. Uh, I expect us to be active again this year and being able to bring in very creative opportunities. And what we something we've talked about before, Matt, is that it's a creative really on kind of three main metrics. Is it a creative on a cash flow basis? Is it creative on a nav basis? And then what's an absolute return that we think is in excess of our cost of capital? Um, and it needs to hit those three metrics. So, you know, we've done a very good job, I think, building this company. And now the wind is at our back. We have the momentum. We have strong cash flow. We have strong assets. We have a great team. Um, and I look at 2023 as the year that our, our market valuation starts to more closely reflect the fundamental value that we know is in the firm. Well, why do you say that? Because you haven't given guidance for 2023 yet. You've got to wait for your Q4 numbers to come out. Um, but why do you say that? What are the things that you think you, you that, did not get credit in, in um, 2022. I mean, you, you mentioned a couple of them in terms of the NASDAQ listing, et cetera, but what what sets you up for success next year? What gives you confidence? Well, one of the, the big turning points for royalty companies, I believe, is that you're actually generating meaningful cash flow. Um, and then the margin expansion that happens around that. We're on that curve now uh, where I expect very meaningful margin expansion. Uh, we came out with the dividend. We've, we've always said, if we come out with the dividend, we believe that it's going to be sustainable uh, and something that we believe is also capable of growing. You compound those with the NASDAQ listing and opening us up to a pool of investors that uh, we, we haven't had full access to for the last two and a half years that we've been a public company. And then overall market conditions. I think we're all subject to some degree if money is flowing out of commodities and, and, and commodity equities. Um, there's no doubt that we're exposed to, uh, to some of those outflows. And now we're starting to see inflows. So the compounding positive fundamentals of our business, along with a more positive market dynamic, and frankly, I think some acknowledgement of um, certain things that we can do better on the investor awareness front and IR front, uh, I think are all going to help drive the share price north. Right. So, so two questions. I want one on jurisdiction and I want one on um, shareholder profile, right? So um, you were just about to go on a, a road show. You're already probably on the road. You're not quite sure where you're at. Um, is... Again, lessons from last year in terms of the different marketing exercises. You know, have you seen, have you found the type of investors that you want? The one because again, we've seen sort of erratic behavior in your share price and, and lots of companies' share prices. Companies, um, you know, being the beneficiary of short-term interest, which is great for for um, liquidity, but then goes away again. So, are you starting to get a sense of who is attracted to your type of investment? Yeah, we are. You know. We are kind of the value play in the industry right now. Um, we traded a, a very meaningful discount to our net asset value or intrinsic value. Um, we're both uh, at a huge discount to our comps from any any type of revenue and cash flow and EBITDA multiple as you look out into what we produced um, 
on this last quarter and going forward. So we believe we're trading at the low end of the space, really in every relevant metric. And I think investors are looking for value opportunities that also have the ability to continue to grow and execute. So um, I think what we found is a niche with value investors. There's not a lot of value names in the royalty sector. And, and I think that's you know overall a good thing. But I think we are the value play in the royalty sector. And we're, we're finding an audience that understands that, can grasp that, and wants to be invested in that as well. Right. Okay. And then this, coming back to the second point, which is rent jurisdiction, we've seen, we've seen all sorts of companies blow up all around the world because of permitting, um, whether, whether that be sort of, you know, EIE, you know, environmental um, uh, licensing or permits. Um, we've seen all sorts of, um, you know, social, social unrest in, in various countries. Are you adapting or changing the, I know your database driven, but are you, are you adapting, you know, where you look and the types of companies that you look at as a result of, you know, past few years? Yeah, Matt, something I touched on, I think it was with you probably over a year ago, was that, the, the, the inflationary environment, all the challenges that created globally, especially countries in, in South America, you're seeing that it's you know unexpected situations develop because the governments are so cash hungry and specifically US dollar hungry, um, that I think that has, has created a lot of complexities and a lot of challenges. The good news is Vox is strongest and where we have most of our exposure is in Western Australia, which has been an unbelievably great jurisdiction for mining companies to operate in and a great jurisdiction for us to hold royalties in. So most of our net asset value, most of our cash flow and revenue comes from Western Australia. So as a, as a company, we're very, very well positioned um, to continue realizing growth and value in our key markets. And then outside of that, 80% is in either Australia, Canada, or the US. And those markets, those assets for us are dominated in Quebec, Ontario, and Nevada. So we have the good jurisdictions covered. We love our asset weighting and, and, the, and the jurisdictions that we get to operate in or have royalties over rather. Um, and we think that's a real selling point of Vox. Carl, look, uh, thanks for coming in. I know you're on the road, so it's always difficult um, making time for us. When will you be able to talk about guidance for 2023? Yeah, I would expect that we're giving guidance when we come out with our Q4 results that are um, fully audited. So we will uh, we'll be giving the market a full update then and excited to do so.